The pandemic, is it infecting your business? On today's episode. You are listening to the Champion Hustle Podcast. Play to succeed in business and in life. Featuring Levi Hunsaker and Ryan Black. Hello and welcome to the Champion Hustle Podcast. This is episode number 40. My name is Ryan Black. My name is Levi Hunsaker. How you doing today, Ryan? Doing awesome, Levi. Good to be back with you. Hey, and, and uh, welcome back from your trip, your vacation. I mean, your business trip. Yes, business trip. Very important. <laughs> <laughs> it's all semantics, right? No, well, it was it was a business trip. There was, uh, you know, strategizing went on and planning. And so, yeah, it was... It was good. Yeah, I think I think you were down there with some strategic partners as well, doing some stuff, right? Yes, yes, we were. It wasn't just us and, and our employees or the kids. We had had some partners down there as well. So Sweet, it was good. I love it. We've got uh, an exciting announcement to share with you guys. Oh now, yes, <laughs> this is going to be good. If, and if you're not paying attention, like stop whatever you're doing because you want to pay attention to this. Yes. We've got, this is, is really cool. It's coming up soon. It's coming up in, it's, let's see, it's May 19th, 20th, 21st, and 22nd. So yep. coming up here very soon at the end of May, we've got the Make Profits Again Summit. Make Profits Again Summit. Now, what is this, Levi? What is this Make Profits Again Summit? <laughs> that is a fantastic question. So this Make Profits Again Summit is all designed around helping business owners given the fact that what has happened the last year to small businesses really start to make profits again and what we've got is there's going to be uh, over 30 um, six seven and eight figure entrepreneurs basically coming and teaching their step-by-step processes of how they've been able to keep things going and and really make profits in their business, regardless of what is happening in the economy, regardless of what is happening in the world, because when you are committed, consistent, and creative, you can overcome just about any challenge. Yeah, and I think this is, what's really cool about this is, I know, as we well know, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners over the last year, have really struggled or you know are on the brink of going out of business or have already gone out of business. Or have already gone yeah. out of business. That's, and that's the, the most unfortunate one. Right. And so, but if you're still, you know, if your business is in a position where you're still kind of hanging on by a, by a thread, you know, or even not, or even if you, you're flourishing through the, through the pandemic, or if at this point you're, you know, you're not sure where you're at, this is a phenomenal, phenomenal opportunity for you to be able to come and learn from dozens and dozens of, like Levi said, industry professionals, people who are six, seven, eight figure income earners and who flourished, not just survived, but flourished during the last year to learn from their hands-on experience um, across four days. It's phenomenal. It's going to be an online summit, so you can access it you know, really from anywhere. Online summit, and uh, basically, all you got to do is come prepared to take a ton of notes and learn from people who... <laughs> are really uh, you know the, the ones you want to follow in their footsteps and they come from all different industries all different backgrounds um, you know the great great inf- just I'm super stoked I've learned from some of these people before other ones I've just heard of and I'm honored to be able to learn from them at this summit so we're super excited 
uh, where can they find out more information about you know details and how to get registered? So yeah, um, so, some really big things before we jump into the the how to right. Um, you know we're gonna have some amazing keynote speakers going on in here. Uh, Sharon Lecter, who uh, helped co-author with Robert Kiyosaki the Rich Dad Poor Dad book series. Uh, Garrett Gunderson, owner of the Wealth Factory. John M. Huntsman Jr. Now, this guy was the governor of Utah. He's a business owner, and uh, he has also been an ambassador and a U.S. ambassador to both uh, Russia and China. And so, you know, they're going to be basically just laying stuff out for us. And over these four days, what's going to happen is um, videos and things are going to be released for this summit. And as part of this, you get access to it for free oh, yeah. for the first 24 hours. So when the videos go go live, you've got 24 hours and then they're going away and there will be opportunities to uh, get access to the recordings and other things through that. But to be able to attend the summit and get information on how to connect and, and get access to these when they go live, um, go to championhustle.com slash forward slash summit or check out the link in this episode of the, of the podcast and you'll be able, that'll just take you right to the page that you're supposed to go. So awesome. So for free if if you watch it during during yeah. the time frame, you'll you'll be able yep. to have no cost, just tons of value and so yeah, it's going to be an incredible event. I, I'm super, super stoked. stoked to be learning from these people. And yep. uh, we want to invite you to join us in learning from them together. Yep. Love it. So once again, that's championhustle.com slash summit. Yep. And there's some more details and like bios and stuff on, on all the different speakers. And there's just a link there, right? Just click the link, put in a couple of bits of information, and then you're registered. Yep. It's very simple. And once again, the dates on that is May 19th through 22nd of this year. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay. So, you know, I'm glad that we were able to start off today's discussion with kind of a positive note, right? Of of something empowering that we can kind of push, uh, you know, push and offer to uh, to everyone here that's uh, joining us on the on the show. Stepping back a little bit, obviously, you know, the last year with with the pandemic, it's infected a lot of people, but it also infected a lot of businesses and a lot of people's livelihoods and. Um, so we just kind of want to talk about that a little bit and, uh, and hopefully provide some insight and support for you, regardless of, of where you may be in that spectrum of, of uh, you know, where your business ended up at the end of the pandemic. Um, the good thing is, is there is hope and there are opportunities, regardless yeah, of where you're at currently. So we want to be clear. We're, we're not talking about this from a political standpoint, because honestly, I don't care like what's happening in politics, because... That's not the world that I control. The world that I control is myself and my business, and that's it. So if you're focused on politics and all these things that are outside of your sphere of influence, they're outside of your control, uh, that's a, a frustrating path. <laughs> so instead, just focus on the things that you can control. So we're not gonna talk political, we're just gonna be talking about, hey, what happened and how can we maybe think about pivoting in the future sooner um, you know I, I know in our business 
when they said, oh, it's going to be a two-week closure, right? I'm just sitting here. Well, I guess I'll just sit here and twiddle my thumbs for two weeks. That that was legitimately uh, my response to that. And then, and then it just kept going on. It's like, oh, maybe we better look at doing something. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that was you um, just sitting there thinking, well, two weeks. Yeah, we can just kind of hang out for two weeks. I could use a break. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My initial response was was kind of similar. I was like, oh, okay, if it's going to be a week or two, yeah, I'll just kick back for a week. And I mean, doesn't it's not going to really impact my business that much. After I, I don't know when we were about a week and a half into it, and then I realized, oh, <laughs> this is not just two weeks. <laughs> it's not this, going away. This is going to be in de- until further notice, and definitely, that's when, um, you know at least with you know with the stuff that I'm doing I basically spent a week figuring out what are we going to do and it was all day every day for a week researching testing out different options figuring out okay what is it you know here's all of the kind of the the, the old way that we've been doing everything how can we adapt this into this new unknown territory to be able to continue to flourish as a business and um, that's basically all I did for for a week. It was uh, one of the one of the big uh, components of our business is you know as you know you're a part of it. We we meet together as a, as a local investor community, and uh, and I I mean it was I had a week's notice. It was I got a call from uh, from the the venue where we you know we have hundreds and hundreds of, of investors that came together on a weekly basis to uh, collaborate, strategize, network. You know, make things happen, put deals together, and they gave us. I mean, it was it was a seven day notice. To you know, you are, we're no longer available. We can't open. We're shut down until further notice. Figure something else out. And so that was when my week of panic. <laughs> well, it wasn't week of panic, but the 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 few minutes of uh oh. But it was quickly okay. We got to focus on solutions. Let's figure this out. And, um, and we were able to, to come up with, with uh, you know, solutions that worked. Trial and error over time, but we were able to get a functioning, we were able to transition into a system that worked uh, in, in a week, which was a big undertaking for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I, I remember that week. That was kind of a crazy week. Uh, <laughs> and, and if I remember right, they wanted to actually shut us down the night of yes. our our last meeting and you were able to convince them to let us to go ahead and hold that anyway yeah it's like so uh, yeah (laughs) so it was it was it was going to be less than like less than an hour's notice yeah it's like uh that's not gonna work (laughs) we are still coming we're already here guys (laughs) we are already here you've uh, tried telling hundreds of people go away that's not gonna work very well so um yeah but I mean, it is what it is. We we laugh about it now, but boy, at the time, it definitely was. Uh, it's a little bit stressful, but hey, <laughs> but but we should count our blessings, right? Because we are not. I mean, we're we're a year later, and our businesses are still running fine. We're not among. We're not in the graveyard, right? We're not in that business graveyard that so many businesses have have fallen into. I know there's different sources of statistics, and I know that you're a big a big uh, st- kind of a statistician. You love numbers and things yeah, like that, I, Levi? Data, data is everything because that tells us what's really happening. Yeah. And, and I mean, in your business, you use data all the time, right? What are your key performance indicators, your KPIs? That really tells you uh, the, the pulse, the heartbeat 
of your business? What does your cash flow look like? You know, what are your what are the financial projections, your profit and loss? As a business owner, these are things that we're doing on a pretty regular basis. So, well, let's let's take a look at numbers surrounding businesses and what's happened over the past year. Um, first thing that happened is, well, everything got shut down, right? Lockdowns, temporary closures. Um, the great news is that they came out with some some programs to kind of assist and, and keep people working. Right. Um, the, the biggest one is the PPP loan assistance programs through SBA. Um, if you don't know how to take advantage of those things because they're there's things are still going. Um, I don't I don't know if they've this last round of funding has dried up yet. Um, but if you need a great resource, reach out to us and we can actually connect you with um, our attorney and accountant that really knows his stuff on this. Yes. So yeah, what's the second thing, Ryan? Well, so yeah, I mean you had the temporary the temporary closures that people were able to kind of ride the wave out. Um, but then unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of permanent closures because I mean, many, many small businesses, even larger businesses, one of the biggest challenges they run into is the cash flow challenge, right? Yep. And they don't have, sometimes people have the impression that, oh, you're a business owner. You must have this like Scrooge McDuck, give this room with all this cash, right? <laughs> this giant swimming pool of money that you're just sitting on. And the reality is, is most businesses, they run pretty lean. Right, they've got their accounts receivables, their accounts payable, and they're not in a position where they're able to, you know, ride out a wave if they continue to have expenses ongoing and they don't have income coming in. Their resources will dry up fairly quickly, and that's what we saw happen with quite a few uh, businesses with just the permanent closures. Some people they just cut their losses, and you know, business owners have said, well. I can either drive this into the ground or I can jump ship right now, right? Because they could kind of tell yep. that the ship was sinking. So it's like, well, just for random, you know, giving out some random numbers, let's say maybe their their overhead was $50,000 a month to run their business and they've got, you know, $400,000 available. And they're saying, well, I could run my business into the ground for another eight months and then be left with nothing. Or I could jump ship now and at least have something in a bit of a war chest that I can turn around and invest into a new business or start something else. So some people definitely, they just jump ship and then other people, they held on tight with, you know, hoping that things would turn around and unfortunately got to the point where they were completely dried up and, you know, and yeah. went down with it. That's, that's definitely, um, unfortunate and, and ultimately learning how to kind of project and pivot is, everything about running a business. So as, as we're looking at this, let's, let's just talk about some quick stats. And these are, these are from articles from like Fortune Mag Magazine, CBS News, this kind of stuff. But uh, in September of last year, um, Yelp was reporting that nearly 100,000 businesses, small businesses, already closed. So wow. those are the ones that just didn't even make it. And we're what, another six months beyond that. So what, what does that look like today? I don't know. I don't have those stats. Um, I'm sure in the future, tons of studies will be done surrounding all this. Um, in December of last year, um, this King Five News was showing that Yelp, through Yelp, 
that about 800 small businesses were closing. And depending on where, where you were looking, that could be down around 500 or even as high as 1500 done by a study in the from the University of California in Santa Cruz. So per that's day. anywhere from per day or 800 to 1500 businesses per day deciding to shut their doors permanently. Wow. So that has kind of been the landscape that's been going on in all of this. Um, and so, so that's unfortunate, but we don't want to f- focus on just the negatives because we, we, don't, we also don't want to paint a broad picture that that's what's happening to small businesses because there have been a ton of small businesses that have flourished right now because they were able to pivot. Um, here's an interesting fact from uh, pnas.org. Um, the National Academy of Sciences in the U.S. This was done July of last year, showing that nearly 50% of small businesses or uh, of American workers are employed by small businesses in the U.S. Now, That's that surprising. actually surprised me. I, I did not think that that number was that high. I figured it was closer to around 30%. Yeah. But 50% of employees are employed by small businesses. Now... It, I, I just look at it and say, okay, maybe maybe thinking about it, the 80-20 rule, I don't have the numbers on this, but probably 80% of the businesses out there are small businesses, just looking at it from an 80-20 rule. So, yeah, that means that small businesses really are the lifeblood, and, and especially in a community, because yeah. small businesses are your friends, your neighbors, and all this kind of stuff. So what you're saying is we as small business owners, we matter. We're important. (laughs) Support each other. Support. Even if you don't have a small business right now, support a small business. Like choose to buy locally. Choose to, to, to buy. If they have a product that you're like, yeah, that's awesome. Support them in that. Yeah. Um, And then the last thing that I want to touch on was from CBS News in February of this year. So just last month. Um. It was showing that three out of 10 small businesses anticipate closing their doors in 2021. Wow. So if you look at that, that can be kind of a daunting number, but also don't get too stressed because the the census data, the US census data is showing that um, in the last year, there's a 24% increase in small business applications. So People aren't letting what's going on stop them from moving forward into building something incredible to building their dream. Yeah, one so, door closes, another door opens. Right. So we we don't want to paint a picture of negativity, and really, this is the only um, the only time we're really going to focus on. Yeah, these are some of the negative things that have happened. Let's talk about how we can pivot and shift and adapt and overcome all of these, you know, unexpected events. That's really what we want to focus on today. And and that really, really begins and ends with mindset, right? It's the mindset of, okay, there's a situation, you know, worldwide event that has had this impact on the business landscape, on the economy. So what are you going to be? You're going to be a victim or you're going to be a champion. And that, uh, you know, when, when it first started for us, I know we were like, oh, well, we'll just kind of kick back. 
<laughs> for a week or two and see what happens. But then once it became clear, um, you know, once it became clear that, okay, this isn't going away, the victimization option wasn't an option for us. You know, we said, we're going to, we're going to beat this. It doesn't matter what it takes. We're going to beat this and we're going to continue to have a great year because, we're going to adapt, right? And there are so many companies that did that as well. Hopefully yours, it was one, you know, our, our awesome listener. Hopefully yours was one as well that, that adapted. Um, with with that uh, kind of transformation and uh, moving forward with, with business changes, you know, layoffs were definitely uh, a part of that. Uh, you know, right-sizing, downsizing, because... People, you know, businesses couldn't support. Hopefully, a lot of those businesses will be able to scale back up again in the future, but but they might not. But they're definitely when you look at, um, you know, a lot of the industries that adapted and that have continued, even if they've had some stumble, you know, some stumbles, they've continued to to thrive and grow. Uh, you know, the food service is is a big one. Food service industry, where many places in the U.S. or maybe all, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, prohibited dining in uh, in restaurants. You couldn't you couldn't go and eat uh, in a restaurant, and so because of that, they had to innovate, right? <laughs> so this is this is one of my favorite things, actually. Um, as this was all happening, like my wife and I were talking about this, and just kind of noticing what what was happening and the trends and the shifts. They said, "Oh, well, you, we can't we can't uh, invite our customers inside to eat." Well, guess what? We're going to beef up our online ordering systems. And so how many restaurants actually now have easy ways to order online? Yeah. Um, we're going we're gonna to start doing things like delivery services. So like things like DoorDash and Uber Eats and this kind of stuff like blew oh. up yeah. in the last year. Exploded. Yeah. I, I know we used them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know... And once again, you look at, you know, current because because online ordering already existed. But I, I agree. I think that a lot of companies didn't offer it because they frankly didn't care. They're like, we don't need to offer it, but it pushed them over the edge to implement implement those types of services uh, as well as delivery. And but some of the one of the things that I thought was interesting to watch as different you know companies and industries implemented curbside service, which. I, pre-pandemic, I don't really think, <laughs> it feels like a lifetime ago, I don't remember companies really offering. There were a few, but it was it was pretty minimal. Curbside service, right? Uh-huh. And so, and now that's kind of just become a staple, right? It's like you can pull up and, and you know, text the thing on your phone and then they bring out the stuff that you ordered, like... I know and then that you we, drive away. <laughs> I know that we used that for months. We used that for almost the entire year last year for our groceries. Because once I learned how to do it, I was like, "Oh man, this is Why so much am I easier." Spending time shopping. Exactly. Why am I spending an hour walking through the, the you know walking through the grocery store trying to find everything? We just order it on an app, and then we get there, and I push a button, and they bring it out, and I'm gone. This is awesome. <laughs> we we didn't even do that. Like our grocery store actually offers delivery. Oh, so okay. we don't even go pick it up. They bring it to us and just, you know, ring the doorbell and run away. Oh, cool. It's, well, it's the new form of doorbell ditching these days. Hmm. Give me the, pa- give me the password to your login on that <laughs> and I'll just modify the address to my address and then I'll just, you know, get some free groceries. That'd be cool. 
Um, so yeah, and, and it's, you know, we talk about how, how food service has implemented some of these changes, but it's not just them. Retail in general, right? A lot of, I mean, there's certain retail outlets that, that doesn't work as well, I guess, but they're definitely, you know, the online ordering, uh, kind of improving some of the terms that you see. Uh, one that comes to mind is the airline industry, right? So you look back historically as far as change fees and cancellation fees and things like that. The airlines pretty much across the board changed their policies as far as being able to do cancellations and changes to uh, the tickets that you purchase without in, you know, incurring additional penalties, which it didn't used to be that way. No, it didn't. So that was that was nice because <laughs> we like to travel. <laughs> yeah. Um, other retail space, online ordering, uh, a lot of, I mean... Amazon is the easiest one. Right. Like the the amount of wealth that Amazon was able to generate during that time has been insane, like billions with a B. Yeah. So uh, Walmart.com, like, which interestingly enough, Walmart.com is kind of going um, an Amazon direction to allow people to set up their own little stores within that. Oh, just kind of a that. kind of a random thought like if you're like hmm what's what's one of the big leaders in in terms of um stores and uh just retail grocery and just in front of the everyday consumer all the time i mean amazon is just because that's like a household name right so is walmart I, can you go anywhere without seeing a walmart these days no Oh, so maybe you can think about a Walmart business if you're looking for something online and easy to start up. Or I don't know if I'd say easy, simple. Let's say yeah. simple. Simpler to start up. One, one thing that's interesting to consider is, you know, there's, there's certain changes that have been implemented that in due time will be eliminated or reversed, right? They'll go, it'll go back to how it was. But there's definitely going to be, you know, some some aspects, particularly those as they relate to consumer behaviors, that I think will be permanently altered. That um, because people have realized, like me, it's like, oh man, this is so much easier to buy my groceries <laughs> this way than actually walking through the store. So I don't know. What do you what do you think, Levi? I, is it going to how big of an impact, or what are some of those changes that we're going to see permanently upon consumer? buying behaviors as a result of, of the pandemic? Well, it's, it's not just consumer buying behaviors, but business behaviors as well, right? A, a lot of people keep saying, oh, I can't wait till this goes back to normal. Well, what is normal? Right. Is, is there anything really normal? The reality is if a business has invested time, money, energy, effort, expense, all this kind of stuff, into making adjustments, what's the reality that that goes back to quote unquote normal? Yeah, and, and normal is a term based off what we when when we say that we really mean historically what you know historically how things have been, which it could be that that's the best or it could not be. Once again, we're not going to enter into that discussion. But so the the reality is normal is what businesses are doing today and what they're going to continue doing today or tomorrow. Right. Um, so, so that's really what's transformed. Consumer behavior has also transformed in that same way. They 
have a different level of expectations based on a service that they achieved. Um, <laughs> one of my mentors, and you're one of your mentors, one of our mentors, he always says that uh, a luxury once enjoyed becomes a necessity. <laughs> so, yes. so that comes from Bob Snyder. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So that's the thing is the luxury of having somebody do the shopping, pick up the groceries, deal with the lines, do all of that stuff, and then bring them to our house. And I didn't have to go anywhere and I could get some other projects and other stuff done like that for the for the minimal amount that it cost me to do that versus right. what I could be creating or generating in my business with my time it's it's like a no-brainer trade-off for me yeah well yeah and 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 it'll be interesting to see it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how <laughs> how how things have been catapulted forward or backwards or sideways as a result of uh you know of all of this once the dust settles definitely one of those those big changes i would say is uh you know people being able to work from home I know that that I've had the opportunity to. I mean, I've I've had office you know office space before where I've gone so that I could have kind of a separation of family and and work. But I've found over the years that I personally I just prefer to just run my home office. I mean, this is my home office. I work in here. I meet with clients and and it's great. Um, but a lot of people haven't ever had the opportunity to work from home, and so you know that's. I know that that uh, oh, it's nice <laughs> that you. I mean, you've been running your business for a while as well. You've also got uh, a great uh, you know day job as well. How is that, Levi, for you being able to kind of adapt and and do that telecommuting? Oh man, the the telecommuting. Uh, they so the the company I work for they did a survey they, and they just wanted to kind of gauge how this was going, and uh, you know they were just asking questions. How do you feel like your interaction with people has has been did is it better worse um, about the same? How do you feel like your productivity's been better worse about the same? Right, going through all these questions, trying to figure out, well, where do we go with this, like right. on a more permanent basis? And uh, th this work from home, depending on what your industry is, like I, I work as a software engineer, so a lot of the stuff that I work on, I don't have to be anywhere specifically. Right, and so that opened up some opportunities to work from home, even work remotely, while I was doing, um, I like, it, it makes it easier if like an emergency comes up to be able to just jump in really quick, help somebody out, and leave. Now that can be a good thing and a bad thing, <laughs> right? Double-edged sword. Yeah, so it's it's nice to have the flexibility to be like, okay, this came up, I got to take my car to the shop. Cause that happened a couple times yeah. and, uh, I was able to go do that, get back to work. And, and it's like very minimal impact because I'm not 30 minutes away from my house. I'm at my house, right? I just pop over, pop back and uh, get back to work. And so having the, I guess the time flexibility has been huge. So that, that, that is a major perk that a lot of people are seeing is okay. Yeah. There's time flexibility. Um, you're saving time. You're not commuting into work. You're not getting stuck in traffic. Um, so the really, the, the real question I want to ask is you've gotten all this time back. 
Well, what have you done with it? How have you used that time that you effectively, we, we don't, we all have the same amount of time in a day, but we, we got gifted some extra time through all of this. Yeah. Did you burn that through binge watching your favorite series in Netflix or did you level up your mindset and your skill set and your tool set learning new things? Yeah. Yeah. And I've, and I've seen people go on both sides of the aisle, people who totally took advantage of those opportunities. And now they're just, they're just cruising. They're doing, and then other people who, you know, you can kind of see the regret on their faces. It's like, well, how's it gone for you the last year? Well, uh, I caught up on all 10 seasons of, you know, whatever TV show. Okay. What else? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, what else did you do? Did you do something productive? Oh, I, I gained 15 pounds because I sat in front of, like... <laughs> so, yeah, we definitely see see both sides, both sides of that. One thing that, um, you know, I think uh, moving forward, obviously, there's this creates new opportunities. Certain businesses are, are I think, are definitely... They, they're going to love the lower overhead of not having to have a big office space and, and all that. And so they'll continue to, to have more of a, a virtual workforce or a telecommuting, you know, offsite workforce. Other businesses will, rec- I mean, it won't work. They'll have to have uh, people on site still. But with, uh, with that transition, there's, there's opportunities for us, right? For all of us to see, just to ask those questions, to do a SWOT analysis, right? And say, okay, here's a, a pre-pandemic SWOT analysis and a post-pandemic SWOT analysis. What is, uh, you know, kind of, what opportunities are there in expanding online? And I know that uh, Levi, you and I, we've got some cool things that we're working on right now yep. uh, in our businesses to kind of stretch and take things to the next level with some online uh, tools and resources. But the, uh, yeah, just comparing. And if, if you're like SWOT analysis, what's that? Go see episode 19, one one nine nineteen, um, where we we deep dive into SWOT analysis and the power that that has for your for your business. Yeah. So as as you're looking at this, um, you mentioned transitioning more online. Um, online is just it's an enhancement. It's a lever. Yeah. to increase the amount of leverage in your business. Man, I can't even say that word, leverage. <laughs> um, as you're looking at increasing that leverage in your business, online can take you just about anywhere. Um, this, this I, don't, I don't know if you caught this, Ryan. Um, we had a training on some of the software we use in, uh, for our real estate business to find additional properties. So they have been working um, AI engines, like basically taking and and building a predictive engine model to figure out, hey, is a house gonna sell retail in the next 90 days? How likely is it to sell um, it to a wholesaler or how likely is it to sell to, or or go into foreclosure? Okay. so, so there's a lot of that, but it gets better. So this is the part I don't know if you caught, and I was super excited when I, when I heard this in the training. Um, they have also add, been able to add the ability to take that data and go find those people in a lot of the social media platforms. 
um, so that you can basically build a custom audience and run advertising to them so that you don't have to go knocking doors, right? Being able to transition into an online space like this to find additional properties is going to be a game changer. And, and yeah, sometimes that takes money. Sometimes that money is very minimal. And, uh, this system, like I didn't, I didn't even know they were adding that. They just, they just announced it and I was super stoked. Yeah. That is <laughs> and awesome. I can tell I... by the look on your face that you're surprised too. Yeah. I, I missed that part. <laughs> apparently <laughs> that is so cool. That's awesome. Well guys, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> What we want to throw out there, you know, once more, just a reminder to you, the Make Profits Again Summit is going to be, I mean, we're super stoked. It's going to be a game changer for our businesses and know that it can be for yours as well. Just head over to championhustle.com slash summit or just check out the, the, the notes on this video or on the, the show notes and you can click that to uh, find out a little more information about all the awesome trainers that are going to be there. Remember? It's no cost to you, absolutely free, and um, get yourself, get your business uh, supercharged to recover from from that. Start starting to make profits again, and it's May nineteenth through twenty second. Yeah, so so make sure you get into that one more time. Championhustle.com forward slash summit, and next week we're going to talk about how opposition is a good thing for your business. Yes, we'll see you then, guys. Have a great week. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Champion Hustle podcast. For more great content and to join our online community, visit us at championhustle.com. Mm-hmm.